revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Promoting peace, liberty, and prosperity around the clock. LibertyTalk.fm. Welcome to Medicine on Call, where it's all about living in the solutions. I'm blessed to have a show where I can actually teach people and let them know that there are alternatives to our healthcare system, which, as we discuss a lot on the show, is not doing very well right now. And I think one of the major trends that we really need as doctors and patients to be aware of is the consumer-driven healthcare system. Patients have been under the mindset that... I think that's right if they don't have insurance, they have no option. And we're going into a time now where there are companies popping up all over the place that are that are there as a resource. And today I'm blessed to have Ms. Uh, Dr. Brendan Levy on my show. He's the founder and chief executive officer of Hey Doctor. He's a board-certified family medical doctor and who's learned to use technology to make medicine better and more accessible, which I think is cutting edge. Um, he's been a technology leader at other EMR electromedical record companies and telehealth ventures, including MedStar and Open EMR Project and Lemonade Health. At Hey Doctor, he's building a medical platform that I think is the future of healthcare, especially for patients who are savvy, and I think there are a growing number of those. So, Dr. Levy, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm really happy to have you on and eager to learn more about your company. So, as a beginning, how did you get started with this? What made you, you know, open Hey Doctor? Dr. George, thank you so much for having me, and thank you for the lovely introduction. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. What made me start Hey Doctor? I think that you know as a physician, and I think that anyone that's been a patient in the American healthcare system knows how hard it is to get into care. You know, you've got to find the time that you can actually get off your job, get into the doctor's office. It costs a lot. If you end up spending a lot of time waiting in the waiting room. Uh, we created Hey Doctor to kind of get around all those problems. We said there are a lot of really simple things that we know we kind of need from a doctor that it should be much easier to get. Um, so the kind of things that people are doing on HeyDoctor.com today are things like refilling birth control, getting treated for a urinary tract infection, um, getting testing, you know, thyroid testing, all kind of these simple primary care visits where you kind of know what you need already. And if you could just talk to a doctor easily from your phone or from your computer, um, and just chat with them, then you could take care of some of those medical needs. And I wanted to create that because I wanted a way as a doctor to be able to provide care that's kind of more accessible, more affordable for patients. Um, because, you know, I've been, I'm a doctor, but I've been a patient myself, and I kind of know how dysfunctional uh, a lot of parts of the system are today. Absolutely. And do you still practice brick-and-mortar healthcare as well? Do you see patients outside of this, or have you segue your practice into a more of a virtual telehealth type of system. Yeah, recently. So, you know, Hey Doctor kind of started off um, about a year and a half ago, and we started off, I was still practicing uh, urgent care medicine and some family medicine, uh, but we've been growing so quickly that now I'm just leading um, Hey Doctor as we kind of onboard more doctors and we have more conditions so that we hope that this can sort of become people's primary care doctor in the cloud. It's not going to be able to take over kind of all the different types of care, but there's so many things that you could do online um, that we're just growing very rapidly, and so that's what I'm focusing most of my time on right now. Is it nationwide? It's 
currently operating in about 20 states that represent about 75% of the population. So it's in most states. Um, I love any of your listeners go check it out and see if it's kind of available to them or has mm-hmm. things they need. Um, and certainly we kind of, as we expand into more states, we kind of let those states know um, and the users that have signed up in those states know that new services are available. Well, I think what really strikes me about it is that it's board-certified doctors and not um, uh, allied healthcare professionals. Is That's really the crux of it and the people who are delivering the healthcare. Is that correct? That's right. I mean, we want all this care to be delivered like at very high quality. I think that's very important to me as a doctor that's kind of in charge of all of this. And so the whole system is really designed to keep the doctors and the patients and kind of everyone on the Hey Doctor team well aligned so that, you know, first of all, the visit costs are low. So we basically, you know, try to make the visits very efficient and kind of very focused. That way they can be affordable to patients. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also no, like, you don't have to subscribe. There's no tricks. It's kind of a very straightforward um you know, if this is something you need, kind of get that care taken care of quickly. And is it, I mean, since you're having the doctors in certain states, I assume that the patients have to be in the state, and correct me if I'm wrong, that the doctor is licensed in, right? It's not you're doing this across the country No, thing. that's exactly right. Okay. Yeah, the patients have to be in the state where kind of we're currently operating. Uh, what's nice, though, is kind of once a patient is treated by one of our doctors, we assign that patient and you know, you have a kind of relationship between that doctor and patient. And so we try to kind of maintain that so you have nice longitudinal care. So a patient, for example, you know, we had a, a young woman today that moved from California to New York for a job, and she's still able to kind of get her birth control refilled and other things taken care of by the same doctor. So we're trying to recreate kind of like old-fashioned family medicine, but online. Are there any specialists as well in the system, or is it just primary care, family practice? Currently, we're just focused on primary care because we think there's so many opportunities there. But mm-hmm. I think in the future, there's definitely a lot of opportunities for, you know, specialty follow-up and some specialty care. And from a standpoint of just a doctor coming out of uh, training, this seems like an interesting way to kind of get yourself off the ground and kind of hang out a virtual shingle. Have you seen or have you tried to think about it in terms of that of being a, a landing spot for doctors to get started as they open, if they want to open their own uh, brick-and-mortar practice? Yeah, I think that that's right. I mean, I think we have some doctors. So our, most of our medical staff is remote, so they're also kind of spread out around the country. Mm-hmm. I'm taking care of people oftentimes, you know, in the states that they're in. Some of them live in rural areas. So, you know, some doctors are doing this with us full-time. Others are doing it kind of part-time while they're also hanging their own in-person shingle. And they like to be able to also offer online care, um, and this is kind of the way that they can do that. I like that. I mean, the part of the of healthcare I think that's being ignored is the accessibility of the doctor, and time seems to be the thing that's been sacrificed in our new algorithm-driven system. And I find that when I see my patients, one thing that they really appreciate is the time I get to spend with them. And this seems like you can carve out. There's not 50 people running in and out of your office. You can actually <laughs> spend time with your patient. Is there a I mean, I'm going to ask, is there a time frame that you have or you're able to see your patient in a way that's conducive to you, your your um, method of practicing medicine, if, it's, if, if you understand what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the, kind of the issue that you raised at the beginning there, like there's not enough time. I think I'd like to focus on that first because, like, you see in current in-person medicine that oftentimes you go to the doctor and they're just kind of sitting there on a computer clicking. And that's one of the things that I really didn't like about the current system. Mm-hmm. I wanted to find a way that you could actually kind of restore the relationship and be able to kind of have an ongoing conversation 
and not have people kind of focused on the, the data entry part of medicine. So the way that this works is a patient kind of just comes and says, hey, you know, I need to refill a birth control, for example. Mm-hmm. They answer all the questions up front um, about kind of, you know, what have they been on before, what's worked for them, what hasn't, and then that all goes to the doctor. Now, the doctor doesn't have to spend their time kind of worrying about insurance billing or, or things like that. They can just focus on actually having a conversation with the patient, uh, either on the phone or just by chatting back and forth with the patient, which is what most of our patients choose. Um, and so there's more time to actually, like, provide real care and less kind of, of of the wasted time both for the doctor and the patient because I want this to be something that, you know, is not just enjoyable for the patient, um, you know, it's not just affordable and enjoyable, but it's also something the doctor enjoys because I think, you know, that is what helps us, you know, keep doctors on the platform and have them providing, like, really good interactive care for our patients. I absolutely agree with you. I had a guest on last week who made a really important comment, and one was whoever pays for the service actually is the one that that the doctor works for. Should that Mm -hmm. be the insurance company? Should that be the hospital? Or should it be the patient? And what you're doing is you're cutting the middleman out, really, right? And the patient is having a fiduciary responsibility or, or the doctor just to the patient, right? You're just the platform that helps them get together. But there's nothing inserting themselves between the two, right? That's right. We want the doctor just thinking about what does the patient need exactly and think about kind of what is best for the patient. I think that is what the core of medicine is, and that's what we hope is kind of at the core of a doctor's. How do you make the doctor and the patient as aligned as they should be kind of in traditional medicine? I agree with that. On that note, let's take a small break. You're listening to Medicine on Call. Are you having problems with persistent bad breath, constant throat clearing, hoarseness, a cough that won't go away, a sore throat, or a feeling that something's always stuck in your throat? Why not find out what the problem is so it can be fixed? At Peachtree ENT Center, we believe in taking time to work with our patients as a team to get to the root of the problem. Make an appointment today to see why Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. Call 404-591-9100 or visit us at peachtreeentcenter.com. Welcome back to Medicine on Call. We're speaking with Dr. Brendan Levy, the founder and CEO of Hey Doctor, a new online platform for patients to get primary health care. And, you know, I think I've seen, I want to get your take on it, that we've seen a corporatization of our health care system where things like entities like CVS and these minute clinics have popped up trying to literally act as if they're better than we are, if I'm going to put it that way, that you don't need a doctor, you can just show up in our clinic and you can get excellent health care. What's your feeling about your company's, you know, going into the space of these urgent care centers, which I personally am not a fan of. I've seen some really bad care come out of them and everybody gets the same thing and there's really no thought to it. What do you think, how do you, what's your approach to them? What do you think about them? Do they have value and how does your company fit in that that niche that I think offers a different service. That's right. I think there's a lot of value to urgent care, but I see some of the same concerns that you, or share some of the same concerns that you have about the variable quality 
and whether or not they're really part of a patient's longitudinal care or whether they're just kind of for these one-off episodes. Mm -hmm. So what we're trying to establish here is a way for patients to interact on an ongoing basis and to do a lot of their care online, but also to be able to share that data with their existing providers. So this can really be kind of an integral part of their overall uh, health care over the course of their lives in a way that also guarantees that, you know, we're actually providing high-quality health care. So, you know, we make sure that for every different type of care that we provide, you know, let's make sure we ask all the questions and follow the best evidence-based medicine protocols so that we can feel confident that we're giving these patients really good care. Um, and I think what's nice for us is that we can also build the technology around that so that by not only are we providing this great care, but we can make it more affordable for the patients and then that helps drive down costs across the entire healthcare ecosystem, you know, I think is the long-term ambition of this company. I think that you've just said a mouthful. It's about competition. I think we're seeing, we have been, this move towards centralization, monopolies forming, these silos where patients are locked into this insurance model where everything is inflated. They don't have a choice. They have to take what they're given. And if you're going to have a huge deductible, my take is, why are you spending that in a system that's working against you? Spend your own money because you never make your $5,000. Most people don't, actually, make these huge deductibles. And so you have an alternate pathway. I mean, I'm looking at your website now. You're talking $25 for urinary tract infection, and that includes the, the, the consultation and the antibiotic. That's amazing. I mean, most people actually can afford that versus a $600 urgent care visit or $1,200 ER visit where you're not waiting. I mean, this is amazing. Thank you. I think that just one point of clarification. So it doesn't include the medicine because we like to give patients full choice of pharmacies as well. So okay. we help them okay. figure out where to get things at the lowest cost. And for the patients that are insured, of course, those medicines are still insured. But I agree with you. I, mean, I think the whole system is so opaque that you end up, you know, you go to a doctor's visit in person not knowing how much you're going to spend. We wanted something at Hey Doctor that is very transparent that says, you know, we can deliver this at low cost. Here's exactly what you're going to get, and it's not going to be some surprise bill mm-hmm. at the end. Uh, that, I think, is you know, a core part of our DNA is how do we give patients transparency and choice. Absolutely. That's, uh, <laughs> that's what it's all about. And I think if you can exert pressure on a system that's like a dinosaur system, and it's really all about the patients. They're the ones that have the power. And they've been indoctrinated, I believe, to think that they don't, that they have to take what they're given. And I really preach this on the show, which is the consumer, the patient should be the consumer. And if they realize that, then they should be an informed consumer and start shopping. And if they start saying, I'm not going to go get a $12,000 CT for, you know, being hyperbole, mm-hmm. well, at least it's 1200 mm-hmm. versus getting it for a fraction of an independent center, the same thing should apply to the, the medical treatment as well. Most things really are routine, and most people go to the doctor maybe twice, maybe three times a year. And why are you spending thousands when you could be spending a fraction of that but getting the same, actually, I think, quality care? And, and how can we educate people and empower them to realize, you know, there are choices out there. Here mm-hmm. are the different choices that you have. Um, and, you know, different choices are going to be appropriate at different times. Sometimes, yes, you still need to go into the emergency room. A lot of times, yes, you should still see your um, primary care doctor in person and keep them as kind of like a centerpiece of your medical care. Mm-hmm. But how can you also fit these other services in, and how does that kind of help you take charge of your own health care? Well, from a longitudinal standpoint, you're 
let's give an example, right? If someone comes on your platform, has I'm an ear, nose, and throat doctor, and they have a sinus infection, and you realize this may be something bigger than just a medication, just an antibiotic, is there a mechanism that you can use to refer them to colleagues in your town or in their vicinity so they actually continue to get the, the quality care at a, at a cost-effective manner, in a cost-effective manner? Are there any movement to do that? Yes, and so I think, you know, as you can imagine, many of the people that come to us in the wintertime, say, for a sinus infection, you know, yes, they may have an acute sinus infection now, or maybe they just have a virus, so we have to, you know, what we take care of is getting them taken care of for that um, short-term illness, but a lot of times, as you know, underlying that, they have allergies or other problems that could be better managed with long-term medicines or surgeries, and that's where we help point them to either a local ENT surgeon to kind of, you know, we want someone to look in their nose and see mm-hmm. kind of what else is going on up there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very kind of common for us that we kind of try to figure out uh, how to sit between and how to help the patients navigate, you know, here's when you need to go into these specialists for additional care. That's good because I, as a specialist, I'd rather not have to see things that by all rights should be taken care of in a primary care setting. It costs the patient more. Sometimes it takes longer for them to get treated because they can't get in. So I think this would actually improve patient care and their pocketbook at the same time. If you don't let things linger and you get them treated because you're not worried about money, that's the thing that I think that would help overall the cost of healthcare delivery, don't you? Exactly, and get them to the right person at the right time. I mean, obviously, you know, you're a highly trained specialist, so it makes sense for you not to be treating colds, but to be treating people that really need your services. And that, as you say, saves them money. It gets them the care they need right away. You know, they can get treated, for example, for the sinusitis on a doctor or other telemedicine, and then they can be correctly kind of routed um, to whatever the next step that's appropriate for them is. And in terms of physicians, how do you find the physicians? Are you, do you just go with people that you know and you work with, or is there an outreach across the country at this point? Yeah, I mean, we are built, uh, you know, we're built by doctors and for doctors, uh, as well as for patients. You know, I think a lot of doctors are frustrated with the system that they also feel like is a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of have a nationwide outreach. We see we've got a lot of demand for doctors that are looking for other ways to take care of patients that help them kind of get out from under paperwork and just let them provide uh, care straight to patients. I mean, there's nothing worse than paperwork. I sit here hours on end after the day just, you know, slogging through it. And the billing side of it, that's a no-brainer on this one because it's a, it's a flat fee. You know what it is for the patient up front. You know what it is for the physician. So correct me if I'm wrong, but you're not submitting claims. You're not doing anything where you've got extra paperwork. You just see your patient, have your interaction, and then you're good. Is that fair to say? That's exactly right. I mean, it's that simple. I mean, the one thing, you know, that I add to that is that patients also can message us, you know, anytime they want, so anytime after the care, which I think is something that's surprising to patients because it's even more convenient sometimes than being able to reach their own in-person doctor. So, you know, for this price, we're able to achieve a care that I think I'm really kind of proud of and it provides really good longitudinal care. Have you seen doctors add it to their ongoing practice, like specifically sign their patients up for this and therefore have a different way for the patients to interact with them outside of coming in as a standard visit. So I guess I'm asking if you have insurance, mm-hmm. you can go to see the doc as your insurance plan, but if you want to do outside of hours or something different, you access this separate from your insurance. Is that, you find that ever happening? 
we're we're currently in some talks to make that happen. Right now, our own kind of central brand is just growing so quickly that that's where our focus is. But mm-hmm. I think in the future, what we'd love to do is use this to enable, you know, as you say, doctors that are hanging their own shingles but would like to offer more online care mm-hmm. and kind of work with a group of doctors to offer that online care. I think that's where we see this going in the future. Okay. Well, I mean, I think if you ever got that going, you'd have an explosion of doctors who actually, the specialists and everybody in between, who I think would jump on this without question. I mean, we've lost so much autonomy, so much of our sense of self as physicians during this entire transformation of the healthcare system. There's a lack of respect for what we do. I don't even think we have respect for what we do anymore. We've been so put put upon. And this is, mm-hmm. I mean, there was an article that came out about doctors and the suicide rate, and it was it was unbelievably tragic that you have some of the best and brightest in our country who feel so poorly about themselves that they don't want to keep going on. And I don't think that's, I think that's relatively new. I don't believe that that was the case back 15, 20 years ago. But it seems to be an, uh, just an explosion of that feeling of hopelessness. It's really just the fact that you have something that you can do outside of doing it the, the only way possible. And you now can join a group of doctors who get it. I think that that's really another service that you're actually adding. I'm not sure if you realize that. Thank you. I mean, I, I, that's exactly what I hope we're adding. I think that... Yes, there's huge frustration um, across kind of all care providers. I think we went into medicine to take care of people. And then you find that when you get into the system that, yes, you're doing paperwork, you're on the phone with insurers all day, and you're not actually spending time with your patients. What we wanted was to create a hey doctor, a place where the thing that physicians spend most of their time doing is actually taking care of and interacting with patients. And I find it immensely enjoyable. I think that it makes care better. I think patients can tell that, you know, that the doctors are happier and that they're more available. And so I think it makes a better system all around. I hope that kind of the changes that we're making here at Hey Doctor and that we see kind of across the industry um, eventually pressure the traditional system to make medicine something that is enjoyable for everyone again. Well, I mean, go back to where it used to be, in my opinion. It used to be that, where the patients and the doctors were aligned and we were a team and we were mm-hmm. advocates for a patient, and they didn't feel like we were working against them or the insurance company. It's amazing what they what they do in terms of power to dis- I mean, destroy the doctor-patient relationship. We're up there fighting with patients for their co-payments when it really never should have come to that, I think. It's a mess. I'm not sure how we got into this mess, but I'm really, mm-hmm. I'm really happy that you exist because now we can take our power back as physicians, and that's what we, I don't believe that we felt that we could do before. If you didn't, I mean, I, when you graduated, when you got into your practice, were you told that if you don't take insurance, you can't open or you won't stay open? Uh, yes, certainly. <laughs> I mean, I think that that is certainly the strong conventional wisdom today. And, and yeah, you're right. I mean, all the rigmarole that's kind of required to open a traditional practice today makes it so hard to actually like, find the time to take care of your patients. And so I think our patients are also, you know, they see the price points on the website. Sometimes they can't believe it. And, you know, we just explain to them that we get rid of kind of all this red tape mm-hmm. that isn't really about medicine. And we just focus on if all we're doing is just taking care of you in kind of these simple um, primary care conditions, then, yes, it's very, you know, it can be something that's easy to do, something that's enjoyable to do. And we can really provide it at great quality at this low cost. I think, you know, that's surprising to people how much money is wasted in the system. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of one of the challenges and one of the, I think, the opportunities for Hey Doctor. Well, on that note, let's take a break. You're listening to Medicine on Call. 
affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare. But for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. And with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. Welcome back to Medicine on Call. We're speaking with Dr. Brendan Levy. Before the break, we were talking about the really positive aspects of choice and the free market side of healthcare. And we talked about what is good for the patients, but you know, we live in a world where the healthcare system and the, the, the drivers of it are very territorial and they're very aggressive about protecting their turf. Are you seeing any pushback from places like hospitals or emergency rooms or even the commercial um, urgent cares, is there any kind of problem that you're seeing with that? No, I think there's a recognition um, by some writers, as you've spoken about, that the system is overburdened. Like many people are uninsured and underinsured and they're just not being taken care of. Um, or if they're being taken care of, you know, they're waiting for hours in busy emergency rooms um, or waiting days for an appointment. Mm -hmm. So Today, you know, who we see in Hey Doctor are people that otherwise maybe wouldn't have been able to get care, wouldn't have been able to get care for days. So, for example, someone that might have thought they just have to suffer with a urinary tract infection or, or you know, sexually transmitted disease or kind of all these things and just leave it untreated. Mm -hmm. Instead, they're able to find care that they can afford and actually take care of these health problems. Well, it's about access, isn't it? And I think really that we've talked a lot in the society about the Affordable Care Act increasing access. It really hasn't because of the out-of-pocket costs on, on the front line. They're just being priced out, and people are foregoing all sorts of things, medication, doctor visits, et cetera, because their mm -hmm. out-of-pocket costs are insane. But when you start to talk about what you just did, if you cut the middleman out, the fraction of the cost that you're going to have to pay I mean, it's almost like it's too good to be. I mean, people telling you it's too good to be true. You have to kind of talk them down when you when yeah, you come. Yeah, we see a lot of people suspicious that somehow they're, you know, they can't be they can't be getting medical care um, at this low of a cost. And I think that, you know, they're of course very surprised when in fact they do, and they're happy with it, and they get better, or they get the medicine that they need. Um, you're right. I mean, I think that we need to find ways to get access, even if patients do have insurance, you know, a lot of times they live in a rural area or, you know, I think that we're all just busier these days, so it's hard to take time off work to actually get in to a doctor's office mm -hmm. when they have an opening and you have an opening. And that's where I think telemedicine can really start to answer a lot of those needs. Not all of them, but I think it can fill in kind of so many of the gaps that exist today. Now, I know this is probably a, a silly question, but I'm actually curious. Um, is this a 24-hour service 
or is it um, is there a time frame that people that it's not open? It is. So we are open 24 hours, so patients kind of place visits at all hours, and then during the day, kind of the answers come back very quickly, and then during the nighttime, sometimes we have some doctors, for example, um, in other time zones, like uh, one is an American doctor but lives in um, in Asia, so then they can provide nighttime coverage. Okay. And in terms of writing, I assume that their, their uh, license is in a particular state, so when they send a prescription then they can do it through that, even though they're not physically in the country. Does that help work? Right. They don't have to be physically in the country, but, of course, they do have to be licensed to take care of patients sure. in that state. Sure. Got you. Now, in terms of the future of this, do you see that or do you foresee that it will become basically the, the front line? I mean, obviously, the ERs are never going to go away with heart attack and penetrating mm-hmm. injuries, et cetera. But do you see this as the front line, potentially, of the primary care system? Yes, I think that we do. I think, you know, we're currently in conversations, for example, with a couple uh, large university medical systems where, you know, they feel like their emergency rooms are overburdened. Mm-hmm. They would like certain simple types of visits would be great if they could be taken care of outside of the emergency room so that we could save those resources for, you know, the people who used to, you know, are talking about the need, like people with heart attacks and people with kind of more serious conditions. Mm-hmm. And I think that our goal is kind of to help people get educated, help them navigate the healthcare system, and get the right care kind of as quickly as possible. I mean, I can see this is, it allows doctors to become the forefront of healthcare again. Again, there's so many trends that are happening simultaneously, and there seems to have been, when I was in medical school, it was a collegial relationship between the doctors and the nurses. I'm not so sure that that still exists. It seems as if we are working against each other, and the nurses, I think that they're, they believe they should be the front line of care, and we should be relegated to something else. Is there any pushback in your, you know, in your experience from patients wanting to see a nurse practitioner or a physician assistant, or do they really understand that actually seeing a physician provides a different level of care? We see that, you know, one of the problems, of course, in the healthcare system that I think that you're really speaking to is that healthcare costs have continued to rise. And mm-hmm. as they continue to rise, of course, everyone's trying to figure out different ways to essentially kind of like make access harder or to kind of steer you, you know, to kind of manage you um, where you go. Like your insurer obviously is trying to like send you from this place to this place or whatever. I think that patients really do understand the value of getting in front of a healthcare provider right away and not having to you know, get a prior approval or having to talk to some other non-medical person first. Uh, and that's our goal is to kind of help lower the overall healthcare costs so that patients can, you know, reasonably access people that are, like, fully educated to provide them the care that they need and help them make the decisions to kind of get the best treatment as quickly as possible. And in terms of the physician side of it, is this something, I mean, obviously there's so many, well, what, what's an average Doctor, how many patients do you think that they see on average a day? And is it something that's sustainable to keep a practice totally virtual? Yeah, so, you know, we have our own technology that helps um, gather all the information for a physician, so they're not doing all the, the paperwork as we suggest. So our doctors are seeing probably on average 10 times as many as you would expect to see on a normal in-person practice. Mm-hmm. And yet they still have kind of these much longer correspondences with patients because, 
you know, for example, let's say someone got treated for a urinary tract infection today, but tomorrow they were still feeling, you know, some pain going pee or some other kind of symptoms. So maybe their antibiotic wasn't working. In the traditional system, maybe they'd have to try to go back into the doctor or try to call and get a hold of their doctor. With this system, they can just in the app message and say, hey, you know, I'm not feeling better. Um, I don't think this antibiotic is working. And the same doctor can then get back to them and say, you know, hey, let's go ahead and change over to a different antibiotic or let's, you know, maybe the first control isn't working. Let's find something else that works. Mm -hmm. And by doing all that and actually leveraging technology instead of having technology get in the way of doctors as it so often does, we are actually making our doctors more efficient, which is how we can lower the cost for patients. Well, every time they interact with a doctor and it's a follow-up, is that another visit considered to be another visit or is it considered a follow-up and you don't charge them? How does that work? Yeah, so all those costs are built into the initial visit, so there's no additional cost for those. Wow. So you're saying that you can get a treatment for a UTI with multiple follow-ups for that one fee, that one flat fee? That's right. I mean, wow. And you can think about it from a doctor's perspective. You know, a simple UTI, is, you know, if I kind of look at the symptoms, you tell me that you're having kind of, you know, pain going pee and a couple other symptoms, and I kind of can understand your medical history I ask you a couple questions. It really doesn't take that long if you don't have to do the insurance bill and kind of do all the other things that mm-hmm. waste your time. And so it's kind of those efficiency gains that let us deliver the care the way we're delivering it. Gotcha. Well, that's really, that says a lot. Talk about a $25 visit. I don't think anywhere in the country, honestly, um, even in a rural area, you're not going to get that. And speaking of which, I think that's another, well, I'm curious to know, most people, well, who are the demogra- What are the demographics of the people who are using the service? Are they inner city folks who just want convenience, or are they people who really are locked out of the system? They're in rural areas. They no- don't have good access to, to doctors and getting appointments. Who's benefiting from this the most, do you think? It's been fascinating to me to kind of see, and the answer is really that it's a total cross-section of America. So I think we take care of some you know, young people in cities that are too busy to go into doctors or they just can't find doctors because it takes, you know, weeks to actually get an appointment. We see a lot of people that are older and live in rural areas that, you know, maybe driving to urgent care is two or three hours and, you know, or people that are trapped in winter storms and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or even people we've seen, you know, even as um, people have been displaced, we've been able to take care of people that have been affected by some of the big storms this year that couldn't get into their doctors because those offices are closed. So it's really, you know, it's all ages. It's about a 50-50 split between men and women um, and about a 50-50 split between big cities and between really rural areas. Well, that's really nice. Um, Let's take our, our last break. You're listening to Medicine on Call. From treatment of sinusitis to balloon dilation to minimally invasive office procedures to correct snoring, Peachtree ENT Center offers state-of-the-art care. We also specialize in price transparency. You'll know the cost of our ENT services before they're rendered, whether you have a high deductible plan or no insurance at all. Make an appointment today to find out why Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. Call 404-591-9100 or visit us at PeachtreeENTCenter.com. If you've tried taking over-the-counter medications but still have problems with nasal congestion, recurrent sinus infections, sinus headaches, or a dry mouth when you wake up in the morning, why not fix the problem? 
From natural integrative treatment to minimally invasive surgery, Peachtree ENT Center will work with you to find the solution that works best for you. Call 404-591-9100 today to make an appointment or visit us at peachtreeentcenter.com because Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. You're listening to Medicine on Call, the place where healthcare, business, and current events connect. Welcome back to Medicine on Call. We're speaking with Dr. Brendan Levy, uh, I think a visionary, honestly, who's has in the position to literally help craft a different tract for our healthcare system that's patient-centered, that's price-transparent, and I think will exert, hopefully, a dramatic amount of pressure on these hospital systems and these corporatized systems who are charging whatever they want without any comp- any resistance. I mean, the more people that you can educate to to know what the true cost of something is, those are the folks who are going to come to the hospital and say, I'm not paying it, or I can get it for this price, match it, don't you think? Yes, I think that clearly the entire healthcare system needs more help, uh, more price transparency. I think that, you know, the big insurers can negotiate uh, a good rate with the hospital, but the individual can't, and so they get these, you know, crazy bills for an urgent care visit for $500 or ER visit for $1,000, which you know, is, of course, one of the leading causes of bankruptcy in our country. And so we need more price transparency, I think, everywhere in the healthcare system. Mm-hmm. And we're just here trying to do our part by saying, you know, okay, let's start with some low-acuity primary care, the kind of things that are really simple visits, and let's make those actually affordable and for a whole range of people. And in terms of, you mentioned the having a relationship with, with uh, hospitals. What about small businesses? Because that's one of the things, I'm a small business owner, and having health care for my employees is a big deal. And being able to afford it, is this something that you foresee being, being able to be expanded to the small business owner so they now can have a way to take care of their, their, their uh, employees? That's, uh, I think that you are thinking exactly the way that we are. So we are in conversations with a number of small and medium businesses about offering this as something that their employees could use so they could get treated more easily um, and replace, you know, some of their existing kind of more harder-to-use benefits. Mm-hmm. Well, so that would be, well, I guess, if you're creating a space that you can interact, be the go-between or a way of, to negotiate with hospitals, and that would be a complete system, wouldn't it? Yes, I think that's very ambitious, but I think that that's the kind of vision we have for the future is, yes, a system that is really aligned between the healthcare providers and the patients that focuses on transparent, high-quality healthcare that removes all the, the paper waste and or kind of all the, all the excess paperwork that comes with the system as it is today. I mean, honestly, most people, as, we, as I mentioned before, most people go to the doctor maybe one or two times a year. But if you could actually get those patients to take care of the small stuff because it's not they're not priced out, I mm-hmm. can imagine how that could roll into catching chronic diseases before they become chronic diseases, 
not having people get a big ticket item because they've taken care of it before it got out of control. I mean, this has the potential, really, to save millions upon millions of dollars. Is that how you see it? That's exactly how we see it. If people can actually do the preventive care that makes sense for them. You know, we see that, you know, mail-order testing for STDs, for example, enables young people to get actually tested for STDs so they don't spread them, uh, which is great, and let them do it at a price that they can that they can afford without needing to use their insurance. You know, maybe this is something they're embarrassed about going to their family doctor about. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of problems where, like, yes, the lower price point helps people address it, but also because it doesn't take them any time out of their day, and because sometimes these are things that people are embarrassed to discuss with their uh, their current primary care doctor, mm-hmm. but they feel more comfortable discussing it online. So we see there's a huge potential in doing preventive care online. I'll say. It's something to be, it's like speaking to somebody without having to actually look at them. In the, I mean, it's something to be said mm-hmm. sometimes for not having to look at somebody and say, I did X or I'm feeling some kind of way. Is this something that you can foresee that maybe from a psychological standpoint, from a mental health standpoint, that you would, would that be something that you could see adding to the service? Yes, I think that some of these partnerships with kind of the larger healthcare institutions are, you know, we're thinking about how we can take care of people's mental health as well because, you know, even for the existing things that we take care of, we see people kind of divulging things and talking about things they were too embarrassed to mm-hmm. talk with their existing providers about. And if we could just get people to feel like here's a safe space that you can take care of these problems um, and you can also, and we also have the resources of the traditional system in case they need that as well, then I think that opens up huge possibilities. I say absolutely. And from a prescription standpoint, you know, we're living in an age of all this uh, opioid issue. I assume, well, I don't assume, are you able to write any schedule for drugs or is it just things like antibiotics and something very simple? Like uh, like in urgent care, we don't, we don't want to write scripts that people basically have reasons to abuse. So mm-hmm. we write only scripts that are kind of lower risk because I think it's easier to gather because those are easier types of visits to take care of. I think that, for example, someone that has chronic back pain or something um, that requires an ongoing script for a medicine that could be potentially dangerous is still better taken care of in the traditional system. So I think, you know, this is, we don't see this as something that replaces the traditional system at all. It's something that really augments it with a new tool set. I see. I got you. And in terms of the pharmacies, again, there's, I mean, you've, you've heard of uh, GoodRx and BlinkHealth.com. These are uh, discounted services that patients can use to access cheaper yeah, medications. Yeah, we think they're both fantastic. Okay. A deep, but so you're using that model as opposed to making a direct relationship with a particular insurance company. I'm sorry, pharmacy, correct? Yeah, we want patients to have full choice of pharmacy so that they can figure out you know, maybe a certain pharmacy is covered by their insurance or maybe they can get a good deal at a different pharmacy. And we constantly are educating patients about, you know, those sites that you mentioned, Blink Health and GoodRx, in order to make sure that they're getting not just the best deal on medical care on a doctor, but also that they're getting their medicine at the lowest cost as well. Got you. Um, now, in terms of charting, because it's all about, you know, continuity of care, I'm sure that the visit is uh, documented, but is there a way or is there a coordination once they go into a brick-and-mortar type of uh, setting that their records can follow them? Do they stay with the patient, or is there some method of, of continuity that, that you have? So patients' records always stay with them kind of across a doctor, and then we have a couple of different ways that patients can share the care that they've gotten on a doctor with their 
existing primary care doctor, pharmacist, or any specialists involved in their care. Because we definitely want everyone staying in sync. Mm-hmm. And I think we're working to build even more technology tools to help patients, you know, upload more information about their existing health care and then download it uh, into their existing traditional health care so that they're always, that everyone's up to date about what's going on with them. I think that's one of the things that I dislike most right now about the electronic medical record system Agreed. is that there is no communication. It's like a black hole. Everybody's got their little silo and there's no communication. And it's all about collegiality. That's how the patient actually doesn't fall through cracks, doesn't have multiple medications written that nobody knows that the other person put them on. I think this is where the healthcare system is failing I mean, a lot of ways, but that's definitely another way. And it seems to me that once the patient is in control of their data, then they can actually be more of a steward of it. Don't you think so? Yes, I think patients, you know, it goes along with educating and empowering patients that they should not just have the legal right to their healthcare data, but actually, like, meaningfully be able to understand, you know, everything they've been prescribed, everything that is going on with their care so that they can keep everyone around them, everyone that's taking care of them, up to date so they can get the best care possible. And I think that is, I think I saw the same problems with existing kind of electronic medical records. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to do Hey Doctor was to create the medical record that that I would enjoy as a doctor and that mm-hmm. I thought could actually help me use technology to provide better care. Now, in terms of physician, obviously, it's, since it's a, a platform that's not tied to an office per se, how, as a physician, can I use my laptop? Do I, can I use my cell phone? How many, how much, how untethered can I be as a providing doctor? Our providers today use their laptops um, or kind of secure laptops for the secure patient data that they have. Mm-hmm. And in the future, we see that as we're onboarding more and more doctors, that we'll have them using their phones as well so that their patients can, you know, when, when they're on duty, their patients can always get a hold of them if they need to. Not necessarily for phone calls, but also for chats kind of all the different modalities that we have them talking back and forth. And just uh, from a technical standpoint, from a physician, if you do have an EMR and you are on your platform, is there any way to have, and that is your patient, um, can you, and is there any way to sync that information or if they're kind of still separate? They are still separate. Um, and like Electronic medical record interoperability, as you know, is still something that the traditional EMRs are working on. But in the Hey Doctor platform, it's all unified. And kind of as we grow and as we do these integrations with healthcare systems that I'm talking about, mm-hmm. that is a huge focus of it is how do you keep the data always in sync so that the patient, you know, the patient doesn't even have to think about bringing in their old x-ray. It's mm-hmm. already there ahead of them. Yeah, but that would be a great thing because patients don't, you know, you're in for a consultation and they don't have the information or they don't remember what antibiotic they're on or what mm-hmm. medicine. It's really, it just stops the interaction in its tracks, and this would be a great way that you can pull it up on your phone technically, right, and then be able to access it and see what you were prescribed and kind of take the patient's memory out of it. And that's how we see a lot of uh, patients use it. So patients download the Hey Doctor app after maybe they complete the first visit on their laptop, and then they always have the history of kind of what what was prescribed to them, what other conditions they have. And so then that's something that they can use if they need to go into urgent care in the future or to a primary care doctor just to show Here's, you know, my health record in a really quick update. I don't have to try to remember what dose of medicine I was on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That sounds awesome. In the last uh, minute or so that we have left, how can people reach you? What's How do they go to the website? 
Yeah. People can go to HeyDoctor.com or they can search in the Apple or Android app stores for Hey Doctor. And they can see all the different kind of conditions that we provide, uh, which is constantly expanding. And they can reach out to us um, through the app, through the website. Um, there's so many different ways to reach us. Uh, we love kind of all the feedback we get from our patients and would love it if any of your listeners would test it out and let us know what they think. And as we said before, it, there is no membership to join. You just a la carte, go for the service, pay the thing, and then you're done. Am I right? That's it. That's simple. That's as easy as it gets. <laughs> I want to thank you so much for coming on today. I learned a lot. I mean, this is just an information session for me as much as it is for my listeners, and I'm looking forward to, you know, following you and maybe even becoming a physician on your platform. Do you guys have any, um, when you get your specialists involved, let me know when that updates because I'd love to be a, a member of that. Do you guys offer anything in Georgia? We do. We are operating in Georgia. Awesome. Okay. Well, we need to talk. <laughs> Excellent. On that note. I, would, I would love that. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Dr. George, thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on, and thank you for your time. And thank you, listeners, for listening to Medicine on Call. You can catch me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Spotify, and all the other platforms. Have a wonderful, a wonderful week. Goodbye. If you've tried taking over-the-counter medications but still have problems with nasal congestion, recurrent sinus infections, sinus headaches, or a dry mouth when you wake up in the morning, why not fix the problem? From natural integrative treatment to minimally invasive surgery, Peachtree ENT Center will work with you to find the solution that works best for you. Call 404-591-9100 today to make an appointment or visit us at peachtreeentcenter.com because Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. Revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Promoting peace, liberty, and prosperity around the clock. LibertyTalk.fm.